I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. Last week, I ran this absolutely amazing week-long training event that was to help people plan and prepare for 2020 in their business. If you haven't seen it yet, it's still available for the next rest of December, and it's something that we will link up in the show notes for you. So if you're interested in catching it, then please go to the show notes, join the Facebook group. All of the worksheets and all of the videos are there. And today's topic was inspired by some of the comments from that week-long training event that I did. And I promised them in the group, there is a podcast episode coming about this. And so here I am to record it and create it. So this is what it's all about. One of the major obstacles that many of the moms in the training identified was feeling like they can't do what they want to do because of their kids. I hear this from a lot of my clients as well. Sometimes they will even specifically say that they set their dream aside when they started a family. One of my clients, when we started, she had said like, I can't do my dream anymore. Like since I had a kid, I threw away my dream and I can't do it anymore. And when I questioned that, her mind was blown. There were also some moms in this training that were like, well, in a couple years when my kids leave the house, then I'll be able to do what I want to do. And I just don't think that that is true. So if this is you, if you are one of these moms who has put your dreams on hold or completely tossed them out the window because you have kids, it's time for a wake up call. Your kids don't want to be the reason you didn't pursue your passions and your goals. It isn't a gift to them. It is a burden. I've talked to clients on the flip side of this story as well. The clients who grew up with moms who sacrificed everything of themselves for their children and then didn't let the kids forget it. These women are working through guilt that their moms did that and guilt that they don't want to do the same thing. There's a lot that we carry with us from our childhood into adulthood that we have to deal with in coaching or in therapy or both for some of us. So many women come to me feeling unfulfilled, exhausted, depleted, and resentful. They love their family so much, but always feel like between all of the obligations and expectations of them, there is nothing left for them. And even if there was, it would be wrong to take it. I used to feel this way too. I had never intended to be a stay-at-home mom, but life circumstances had me at home with little kids instead of pursuing a career. And this life, 
absolutely overwhelmed and depleted me. And I felt so unfulfilled. And then I felt so guilty for feeling that way because we're not supposed to feel that way. But then I also felt like doing anything else would be wrong. So today I want to share three steps with you of how to let go of using your kids as the reason that you're not pursuing your dreams, of letting go of all of the stories that you have about why they are the reason that you can't fulfill your passion, fulfill your purpose, fulfill whatever that call is deep inside of you that you know that you're meant to do. So this episode is for sure not for you. If you are a stay-at-home mom who just loves it and feels so fulfilled and wants to get angry that other people don't feel that way, this episode is for sure not for you. If you're really into like super traditional gender roles and think women should just be at home, this is not for those people. This is for the moms that I described before, the ones who have this call have this pull in their heart, this passion, this dream that they know they're meant to do and they're not doing it and they're using their kids as the reason they're not doing it. So here's step one. Step one, stop telling yourself the story that you're selfish. Number one about this, guys, There are selfish moms out there, but I really don't think that they're the ones worrying about being selfish. I think that those of us moms who are worrying about being selfish are probably not. Just a little hunch. It's kind of like the people who worry about if they're a narcissist or not are probably not narcissists. (laughs) I heard that on my coach's podcast and it cracked me up. And I think it totally applies to selfish moms as well. If you're worried about it, it's probably not you. Safe to say, not you. I also want you to know that taking time for yourself isn't selfish. I think a lot of us feel like we have to be on all the time for everyone else, giving to everyone else, and anything less than that is selfish. I think we think that taking time for our own self-care, whatever that looks like, reading a book on a Saturday afternoon and saying, do not bother me while I am reading this book. My mom definitely did that. And I did not think that it was selfish. (laughs) I think a lot of us probably have those mental images of our parents with their hobbies. And this was like, do not talk to them during this time. Do not bother them. This is their time. Taking yourself to the spa, not selfish. Having time to go for a walk or take a shower by yourself or even like go in to use the bathroom and close the door and lock it and stay in there by yourself in the quiet. These things are not selfish. Going out with your girlfriends, joining a book club and going out to that. Taking time just for you is necessary, not selfish. Asking for help isn't selfish. I really struggled with this one as a stay-at-home mom who asked for help or who really struggled to ask for help because it felt like I had to justify it, right? And I kept feeling worried that I was being judged for taking that time. This time that you take for yourself 
and asking for help, not selfish. And finally, having something that is 100% just for you isn't selfish. That was one of the top reasons I started my business. I wanted something that was 100% just for me. When we do that is not selfish. The second story to stop telling yourself, stop telling yourself the story that you're lazy. So I find a lot of my clients have stories about being selfish and lazy. I don't know why this is. I also have stories about being selfish and lazy. I was told them as a child. I was told that I was selfish. I was told that I was lazy. And I feel like I've spent the rest of my life trying to prove that these things are not true. And it's still work that I'm doing. I have a tendency to overwork. I have a tendency to overcommit, overvolunteer. I in addition to my business, have two pretty hefty volunteer obligations that now I'm kind of like, hmm, I know I enjoy doing these things, but also I know that I've gotten into the habit of committing so much because of these stories. And this is part of the work that I'm currently doing because we are always currently doing work on ourselves. So if you're one who has heard these stories, and has lived the rest of your life trying to prove them wrong, this is your official permission to just open your hands and let them go. Let them fly away. Let them be gone. I don't think that you need to be telling these stories anymore. You can let go. So I've given you some tips on letting go of the selfish story. Here's some about the lazy story. Having childcare as a stay-at-home mom isn't lazy. Whether you have a business or not, most of you listening to my podcast probably have a business because we talk about business a lot, but whether you do or don't, I want you to know that having childcare is not lazy. I remember when my boys were really little before my daughter was even born, this is funny. I I like the reflection that I'm having recording this episode because what I'm remembering is that the first jobs I got as a stay-at-home mom with two little boys, I got them so that I could have a break, so that I could justify having childcare. We asked my husband's grandparents to watch the boys on Wednesdays, and on Wednesdays, I had a job. That's when I was doing my door-to-door sales. And sometimes I had the baby with me and sometimes both boys went to the grandparents, but how funny, right? To think about, I was trying to prove that lazy story wrong. So on the days that I had a break, I was working and doing some really crappy work door to door sales. What a nightmare. (laughs) At least I learned a lot from it. So having childcare is not lazy, especially if you have a business, but either way, Asking for help in general, also not lazy. Having a cleaner, having some prepped meals, having your husband or partner pitch in on some of the things around the house, having the kids pitch in on things around the house. These things are not lazy. And I think for a lot of you, when you shift your identity from being a mom and maybe a stay-at-home mom, to having a business. A lot of you tend to fill your business working time with household duties like 
grocery shopping, cleaning, laundry, that kind of thing, when it's actually now your work time. And part of it is around this lazy story. So just really pay attention to that. If you're in that space of trying to make that shift right now, you need to recognize that this is going to come up for you and your brain's going to offer up like, are you lazy? Are you selfish? And you have to say, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that story anymore. I'm thinking a new story. Overall, I want you to really internalize that you do not have to be all and do all to prove that you're not lazy. Just like you don't have to prioritize every single other thing to prove that you are not selfish. So really let that sink in. Spend some time looking for evidence of why you are not selfish and why you are not lazy. And when your brain offers that up for you, I want you to remember, we don't think that anymore. No, thank you. We are done with that. We don't prefer that story anymore. We are done. It's almost like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to really love to eat like any type of candy. Like if you think about Halloween candy, like I would just eat any kind of candy any of it. Like I would eat the stuff I liked first and then I would eat all the other stuff. Like I would just eat all the candy. Now when I'm rating my kids Halloween candy, which it's gone now, but like a couple months ago when this was happening, I would just eat the candy I prefer and I would leave the rest like Smarties. No, I don't even need to taste those. I know exactly what they taste like. I don't prefer them. No, thank you. That is how we think about these stories. We have our brain, which is like the bucket of the Halloween candy. And we're just going to pick out the ones we like. We're just there for the Snickers and the Reese's. <laughs> if you're me, that's what you're there for. All right. Final thing. I want you to really think about with your kids, what is the lesson you want to teach? And I want you to think about showing it versus telling it. A lot of us have the lessons we want to teach our kids and we want to teach it by telling it to them, not by showing it to them. And we really have to show it. That is going to speak so much louder than telling it. So if you believe that women can do anything, if you believe that girls should chase their passions and dreams, if you want to demonstrate this to your daughters, if you want them to be limitless with their dreams and goals, you have to show it. If you want your boys participating in equal partnerships in their marriage, if you want them looking for a partner who has aspirations, if you want them supporting their partner in whatever their aspirations are, you have to show it. You need to be the strong female lead of your life, of your family, whatever that looks like for you. It may not mean a full-time business on your way to a million dollars like I am. It may not mean being the sole income earner like I am. But whatever it looks like for you, you need to fulfill that. Our kids can tell when we're holding back. This is kind of a personal story, but I don't think anybody involved is going to listen. So hopefully we're good. But one of my grandparents, like one of the couples of my grandparents, really dislikes being married. And everybody knows it. And they're very proud of the fact that they've stayed together. But they don't share a bedroom. 
They sleep on opposite floors. They can barely get along. And we all know that. It's not a secret. And it's not the example they think it is, right? Like they think the example is modeling staying together, but they're modeling like if you stay together, it's uncomfortable and you hate it. And so their kids have been like, ooh, I definitely don't want that. So really pay attention to not just what you're saying, but really like what you are doing. Your kids are so much smarter and so much more perceptive than you think they are. They know exactly what's going on. If you are the mom who is sacrificing everything, your fulfillment, your happiness, your passion, your purpose, for them, they know. And what is that teaching them? It's probably not teaching them what you think. And having a mom who's really happy, who's really fulfilled, who's doing exactly what she's meant to do in this world is probably going to teach them exactly what we want to teach them instead. I think it's the best gift. One of my coaches always says this, having a mom who's happy and fulfilled is the best gift that you can give your kids instead of a mom who is like a victim to her life and a victim to motherhood and just depleted, giving all to her kids. I think that we kind of have this view that being that way as a mom, being like a martyr as a mom is this virtuous thing when really what is the best gift that we can give to our kids is a totally happy and fulfilled mom who's just delighted with her life and making the impact she wants to make in the world. And of course, not neglecting her kids. But again, the mom who's worried about that is not the mom who's going to do that. So just remember that. I want to really encourage you to end the cycle of blaming your kids and step into responsibility of owning your choices. I want you to understand fully all the decisions you've made so far, what your reasons are, and do you love those reasons? So if it's putting your business on hold, why? And do you love that reason? Is that reason really serving the bigger purpose and the beliefs that you have? Because you may be like, sure, I'll sacrifice anything for my kids. And like, there's a time and place where that's totally valid, right? When your child really needs you, when they're really sick, when something's going on, right? There's the time for that. But then there's also the time where you know Your time with your kids is more about the quality than the quantity. This is something that I remind myself all the time, that the time with my kids should be quality time, that I should be fully present, that I should be all in, and that having smaller doses of really deep quality time is so much more important than large quantities of time that's not full quality high quality. Our kids love to have that time with us, but what matters most is that we're all in, that we're totally there with them during that time. All right, mamas, I hope that this has given you some food for thought. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. This one was just kind of a rant. This is something 
that I have obviously learned and obviously come through and dealt with. It's something I see a lot of you dealing with as well in your businesses and in your lives. And I want us to all just be fully owning our choices, our decisions, and not blaming anybody else for them and just really owning what we do in our lives and feeling amazing about it. All right, mamas, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I will talk to you back here again next week. And if you want more of me in between podcast episodes, come on over to my Facebook group, Online Business Building Mamas. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O dot com.